Hi, welcome to Noise Violation Podcast. Today we have a special guest, my girlfriend and author, Erica Mann. She wrote the book, Bye Bye Social Fears, Hello World, The Guide to Letting Go of Your Past and Making Positive Connections for Your Future. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. I never thought I'd be introduced as an author. I know. It's How does it feel to be an author? It's weird. I'm like, I feel like, damn, I wrote a book. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Never mm. thought that would ever happen. Never thought. So mm -mm. when you're growing up, you never wanted to be an author. It never crossed your mind. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> give us a background about where you're from, yeah. um, how you got to the point of writing the book? What was the inspiration mm -hmm. for the book? Yeah, so I grew up in Massachusetts. I'm the youngest of five, and then I moved to Austin, Texas about three years ago now. Um, all my, since I've been out of college, I've kind of always been a social butterfly, and um, even when I was with my ex relationship, I was always kind of like a wing woman for my friends, and um, one of my good friends recently moved to DC, and she's like, always asking, you know, how do you do this? You would do so many fun things. How do you put yourself out there? Like, how do you make so many friends? Like, you're so good at bringing people together. And I found myself on the phone with her every week, like giving her tips on like, you know, you should do this and you should go out and, you know, why don't you make the first move, etc. And she one day was like, you should really write a blog. And I'm like, ha ha ha. And then uh, a couple of months later, I went out to this event and my friend Jesse, who I met I don't know, like three months ago was like, randomly, you're so good at meeting people. Like you need to write a book about this stuff. And it just like clicked one day and I came home and I wrote down like 12 notes in my iPhone. And I was like, I might have something here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then, so it started out as, you know, kind of a book about wanting to talk about like social anxiety and like how to meet people and like how to get out of your shell. And then it kind of turned into like a memoir self-help. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't really know how it morphed into that. I just kind of beefed it up and I was like, I think it would be really good if I included my own examples and being vulnerable to really have my audience connect with me. Yeah. So it sounds like a, it's a self-help book. So, I mean, where were you before like the book. So did, did you have social anxiety when you were growing up? Can you explain kind of like who you were and mm -hmm. if, if that was a challenge that you dealt with? Yeah, for sure. So in high school, absolutely. Um, I always wanted to, you know, I just felt really nervous when I would be brought to parties or, you know, in, in difficult situations where I just didn't want to be there. Um, mm -hmm. I was very overweight um, for my age and I had really bad acne. So, you know, it was really hard to, you know, feel that confidence, especially comparing myself to other people. Um, I think it's high school kind of gave me anxiety. And then I was on Accutane, which it's more of a side effect to have anxiety. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, everything's going to be better when it gets out of high school. And then I went to college and then, you know, there were still the same kind of mean people out there and people that wanted to take advantage of me. Um, so it really wasn't until I graduated college where I kind of got out of my shell. Um, mm -hmm. it morphed over time, but like, as soon as I got to Austin, like probably, you know, just three years ago, my life has changed from like a 180. So is we can go what, into that. Is that what triggered you to get out of your shell? Was it moving to Austin? Um, 
I think that I was slowly getting out of my shell. I think the thing that really triggered it was breaking up with my ex of six and a half years. Um, mm -hmm. At that point, I realized that I needed to make some changes. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't really know um, what I enjoyed doing. Everything was like him and I, you know, my whole life was our friends. Everything was about us. So I really kind of like found myself. Um, I reconnected with friends and families and I kind of became like a yes man. And, you know, I joined a, a kickball team, a social kickball team in Boston. And typically I wouldn't ever go into the city, but I did it. I, I did it by myself. I made a bunch of friends. Um, I started putting myself in situations where I felt uncomfortable, but like I knew that it would be good for me to go out and, and put myself out there. So I started doing these things and I picked up new hobbies and I picked up painting and mm -hmm. I went on Bumble BFF and met, you know, this friend that I had and, you know, did aerial yoga and just tried like all these new things. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. And then um, it was really, you know, a couple of years later when I moved to Austin and then um, actually, when I found out that my ex had moved on before me, I had a really hard time with that. Um, I was visiting Austin at the time. My sister lived here and her roommate took me out because I was like having a full out panic attack. Mm -hmm. It's like, how dare he move on before me? Um, yeah. And I was just in that very limited belief, like maybe not over him entirely. And then but wasn't it you that broke it off with him? It was, ironically, and, yeah. And so you're still holding on to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The biggest thing, I just thought that we were going to be getting married. So I think for me, it just, we were on totally different pages and it was like a really hard pill for me to swallow. And like, I just did it cause I knew it had to be done kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly, like moving to Austin just changed my life. And like my sister's roommate took me out, um, hiking and we just journaled and she was just talking to me about positive things. And I was like, yeah, but this, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, this, this, law of attraction. And she was like, you are what you believe. And she just instilled it inside of me. And it was like stuff I never really like understood or paid attention to before. Mm -hmm. And it just really resonated with me. And I was just like making notes like crazy. I was like, can I just record everything you're saying? And then after that, like I just had like a crazy deep appreciation for nature and life. And over time, like I was doing affirmations and I was just doing a lot of self-work and it took a long time, but like, gosh, I don't even reckon. I used to be super negative, mm -hmm. critical, like nothing was ever good enough. You wouldn't even recognize me, Blake. Like <laughs> you'd be like, who is this girl and why am I dating her? <laughs> like I'm totally different right now. So it's just amazing. I know. It seems like you dove like head first into like the positivity mm -hmm. and the self affirmations and self help mm -hmm. that, um, what was your motivation? Like, did you have a goal set? Like mm -hmm. what, what made you dive that deep into it? That's a really good question. Um, I think it was just the fact that I was like 28 when the relationship ended and all my friends, you know, back in Boston, it's a much different culture. It's like the American dream, like go to school, get married, get a job, like live in a white picket fence house. And like, mm -hmm. you know, all my friends up there were like, married or getting married or engaged or like having kids and i was like holy shit like i just ended seven years of my life and or seven mm -hmm. years of a relationship and i'm like now i'm single and all my friends are married like i had no idea what to do i felt so lost mm -hmm. and i think it was kind of like that where i was like shoot i really need to start like living my life and like you know, when I moved here and I, I started dating like crazy, as you read in my book, <laughs> probably really uncomfortable for you to read, <laughs> but um, 
you know, I think that helped me find myself and helped me find like my values and realize like what was really important to me. So it was definitely a journey. It wasn't like any like kind of given moment. It was kind of like, okay, let me seize my life while I'm young enough to enjoy it. Yeah. So on your journey, it's like you're dating as you're going through this journey. Mm -hmm. And so do you feel like the guys you talked to changed as you changed or how? Like law of attraction. Like, like how you, yeah, it could be the law of attraction mm -hmm. or just the way you present yourself. Mm -hmm. um, did you feel any of that or perceive? Like, yeah, um, I feel like there was a point where I was like addicted to the apps, honestly. Like it was, it became an addiction, like it just out of boredom or, you know, let me check to see how many matches yes. I could get. Um, I think it was just kind of like when was I felt like myself. A self validation thing? Kind of. I think when I like found myself like constantly swiping, I felt in like desperation mode. Like, oh, I really want to do something tonight. Let's see if I can find a date. Like, mm -hmm. and like I just want you know to feel good or whatever. Um, I think it just became like when I felt desperate, like I was getting like garbage men, and like I was like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> so yeah, I feel like I wasn't attracting the right people. Um, honestly, I wasn't attracting the right people until you. <laughs> and like that's when I like I feel like I was you know a hundred percent over like my past mm -hmm. you know I I just was on a journey to like truly loving myself and like it's just amazing because you and I are just on the same wavelength and like I just never found mm -hmm. that before and I feel like it it was the universe saying I wasn't ready yeah so what do you tell people or your friends who are still on the apps and mm -hmm. they're still looking for the right person yeah. um do you have any tips for how they can, you know, get rid of the, delete the app or find yeah. the right person or present themselves the right way? Mm -hmm. I would say the second you start to question something or someone, move on. Um, I feel like if somebody is interested in you, they will make it known that have they're interested quick in you. record? Yeah. Like, I feel <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, like, case by case, you know, things happen, but I feel like the second you start to wonder, like, why isn't he calling me, or, like, why isn't she, you know, blah, 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 um, I feel like that's kind of your sign, to be honest. Um, I also feel like you need to really understand, like, your worth and your values before you mm -hmm. can, like, figure out, you need to love yourself before somebody else can love you. You're not going to seek love from somebody that, from somebody else if you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. because you're never going to be satisfied and actually that was me in my previous relationship my actually only relationship aside from you um i was trying to seek validation from him all the time and like mm -hmm. it just i was just like always depressed and like negative and i never believed what he said and like it was just not fun and like yeah. you know you also really... a lot of pressure on the other person to totally to validate that person yeah exactly mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just when you're negative, it's more energy than just being positive. And I feel like I never mm -hmm. understood that and I never knew that. Um, so when I finally did realize that, I was like, wow, this is the secret. This is amazing. Like, yeah. I used to like roll my eyes at positive people and now I'm like one of those <laughs> people. <laughs> but, yeah. but also talk about your list that you showed me. It's like you created a little list. Your list? <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of things. I had post-its all over my mirror. 
um, be like, you're beautiful, you're a rock star, like you're going to kick ass today, like you sleep so well. Um, I learned that like for law of attraction, you can't say like, I want money or I want a boyfriend. You have to say like, I have. So I would say like, Mm -hmm. I have an amazing man. I have all the money in the world. I sleep so well. Um, and I ended up making a list for my dating life um, about every single guy, like every single trait I wanted in a man. And every time I went on a date, I would like add something else because I'm like, oh, if only he had this or <laughs> bless you. Excuse me. Um, so I would always be like adding to this list. And then you're like the list. You came true. I feel like I manifested I know. you. You showed me the list and it's like, <laughs> uh, that's me. So I wrote <laughs> what I want in a man. And I crossed out man and I wrote Blake. <laughs> so I feel like I like custom made you. <laughs> But do you think that can transfer to, like, other areas of your life? Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I feel like when I was negative and critical and, like, hated myself, I just, like, nothing was ever good enough. Every shirt I tried on, like, I felt fat. Like, I Mm -hmm. always felt insecure. I always felt like I had to reapply makeup. Like, I, deep down, I would never feel comfortable. And now I, like, wear a bikini and I don't care. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, being 31, like now I also contributed (laughs) to that. Like, I don't care, but I just feel like life is too short. And like, if you don't love yourself, like you're in trouble. Like I think resonating things, like if you're in a relationship with yourself your whole entire life Mm -hmm. and there's no escaping that. And if you're going to constantly have a battle with yourself, like Mm -hmm. it's going to be a hard journey. For anyone. Yeah, and how do you improve that relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. if you know you're overweight, if you know you're not the most social person? um, Mm -hmm. Do you lie to yourself first and then, (laughs) like, tell yourself you already have it? Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? So I've been in and out of therapy for a long time, but um, one therapist was teaching me about affirmations and I'm like, wait, I have to tell myself what I have to look in the mirror. I have to tell myself I'm beautiful. I was like, but I don't think that. And Uh I was like, it feels so weird to say it. And she was like, trust me, just keep saying it. And it just like felt so weird for like months. Like this is, doesn't just happen like that. Like Mm -hmm. it's not, it's a journey. And like, even to, to this day, I have affirmations everywhere. Um, I just feel like you have to constantly, whatever you tell yourself, your brain believes it. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeding your brain, you know, negative things, or if you have limiting beliefs, like if you're lying to yourself, but deep down you're like, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, you're going to attract that energy. Um, So for me, you know, therapy, affirmations, Mm -hmm. um, getting into a healthy lifestyle. So I lost like 40 pounds since college. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did Weight Watchers and I started running and then, you know, I felt physically better and I gained a little bit more confidence. Um, A lot of work, you know, just on not only my physical, my body, but like I journaled, I picked up a lot of new hobbies that I didn't know I would even like. Mm -hmm. Um, Surrounding myself with positive people. Um, In the book, I talk about a lot of like toxic relationships that I had. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a few friends friends that were best friends actually, but they were just very toxic people. Um, and they were just, I don't know if they were just very insecure themselves or, um, I don't know, they were just hurting in some way that they felt like they had to kind of act like they were jealous or bring me down. Um, Mm -hmm. even though it was coming from a place of quote love. Um, but I think deep down it was their own insecurity. So Mm -hmm. people project that stuff. Um, and I feel like if you're not displaying confidence, like people can pick up on that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could take advantage of you mm-hmm. or I guess 
Where is the toxic relationship? Like if you're in a toxic relationship with your friend, mm -hmm. but they're a friend, yeah. like how do you manage that? Because you talk about, you know, cutting people out of your life. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard. But if they're a friend, is where does the loyalty because they're your friend or yeah. just because they're toxic, how do you navigate if they're they don't make the cut like yeah it's really hard especially if they're like a best friend yeah um it took me a long time like it took me like a couple of years and i tried to start off with like the phasing away but that just never right. worked um, i mean especially if you're not confident in who you are yeah. and that you're gonna meet new friends and or hurt something. other people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was the worst part i didn't want to hurt anybody and also like i didn't want them to you know, be mean to me back. Um, but I think, you know, you have to do whatever you feel is right. So like for me, like I tried to distance myself and that was working a little bit. Um, eventually I think people get the hint, but, mm -hmm. um, sometimes you have to address it and you just have to say like, Hey, I think we've grown apart. You know, I, I wish the best for you. Um, I hope all good things for you. Like don't hold on to any resentment at all. Mm -hmm. Cause that's just going to come right back to you. Um, I think you just have to kind of be the bigger person and realize like you come first in every single situation. And like, yeah. if someone's not good for you or if someone's not the right energy, um, as you know, like I have had some people like that recently and I just, distance mm -hmm. myself. Um, I don't have room for that in my life anymore. Um, and I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. saying this to be selfish. I'm saying that because when you're around certain people, you pick up on their energy. Like that podcast you did with Rob Mack, his energy was awesome and it was yeah. so high and mm -hmm. you started off like, Hey, welcome. And then you're like, yeah, man, like you just got so in like engaged. Like, I just feel like you pick up on people's energy. And I think that's part of the gem that I have that I'm makes yeah, me so it's contagious good at meeting uh -huh. people um exactly it's it's contagious but also like when you're around people and they're just like you can sense like if you're at a party or something and someone just walks into the room like the whole vibe goes down <laughs> like they're just like debbie downers or like negative mm -hmm. nancy's and you're like oh my god this person like go away and they just have like you know just this their right. their body language and and everything that comes out of their mouth it's like mm -hmm. every party has a pooper but like <laughs> it, it, people pick up on that stuff mm -hmm. so that's just who they are is there any chance that you know you could rub your energy off on them it's exhausting instead <laughs> <laughs> i've tried um in all in all matters i just be myself um mm -hmm. and Sometimes, you know, they're, they giggle or something like that. But at the end of the day, if people are like that, that's who they are. Right. Um, people have to realize that for themselves and, and just work on themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I mean, it's just not going to work out. It's just exhausting being around people like that. Um, so like I, I am my own peppy self and sometimes I guess it rubs off a little bit, but I just feel like they're so stuck with who they are and their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. Like I write about my book, social anxiety, like anxiety is not like, it's not the truth. It's not what, it's not what, what it is. It's what you think about other people are judging you about. Uh -huh. So it's all about like other people. So I walk into the room, I'm like, Oh my God, they're judging me. They're judging me. And it's not like they're judging me. It's because I'm insecure about A, B, and right. C. Well, and it's I'm about like, what you think that they think. That exactly. Like <laughs> so like I would go to college and I'd be like, 
I always thought, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I have so many zits. And then I walk through and I'm like, oh my God, she's staring at my pimples. Oh my God. Like mm -hmm. she keeps touching her shirt. And I feel like it's like projection off me. Like, oh my God, he thinks I'm fat because he didn't call me back. It's because I was insecure about that stuff. So like, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that other people are judging me based on that because I'm judging myself. Um, right. So it's always about the other person, like, which is kind of sad because it's not about you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But like, if you flip that around and you say something like, gosh, I'm a rock star. Like I am a hot babe. Like I can't wait to take out the town. Like you're uh -huh. just going into the night with like just such a fresh attitude and like yeah. nothing can stop <laughs> you at that point. And like, you do have to lie to yourself if you don't truly believe it. And then eventually the more you tell yourself, the more it becomes your truth. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no one's perfect. And I think as you mature and as you go through these self-help exercises and follow the right people on social media and read the right books and mm -hmm. whatever it is that's going to help you, um, those are some of the things I did. But like, you know, just putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and at the end of the day, like perception is the co-pilot yeah. to reality. Mm -hmm. So like your perception of other people is not the truth. It's what you think. Right. So mm -hmm. it's just... It's crazy. Were you ever a people pleaser? Yes. And where do you think that comes from? Like that need to feel like you need to please everyone or to, mm -hmm. it's like fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. You think so? Yeah. I think it's a lot of things. Um, I think it's, I don't, I was always afraid of being rejected in so many ways. And I feel like if I didn't do something that somebody asked of me like they'd be like oh erica or like oh that fat bitch or something like i would always i would always be afraid of like what they would say about mm -hmm. me and i cared so much about what other people thought that like yeah. i just wanted to make people like do whatever like mm -hmm. even if it didn't feel good for me how like do you, how do you get over that how do you get over that feeling or that need to feel like you need to need to please everyone or to make sure everyone's happy and say the right things or mm -hmm. be politically correct and yeah um it's finding your truth so um like what jenny jane does like live your truth it's about yourself discover it's about your journey of discovering yourself your values your needs your wants what's important to you and just like it's so simple because it's like being happy is really just about like living in the moment and like taking it all in and appreciating everything around you but yet humans have such a hard time doing that and it's mm -hmm. like there's so many outside influences and social media and you're comparing yourself to other people like i mean i was comparing myself to everybody when i was like everyone's getting married you know i was comparing mm -hmm. myself to fellow fifth graders and i'm like oh my god why am i the fat girl in class like you're constantly comparing yourself because that's what like society is giving you and mm -hmm. I just feel like people don't learn like the core of like self-love mm -hmm. at the end of the day like the only person you have to please is you like if you don't please yourself like i said you're never going to get yeah. out of that relationship mm -hmm. so i feel like at the end of the day like it all comes down to you and you're the only one that could make those decisions so yeah. That's Screw awesome. what everyone else thinks. <laughs> but I think aging also helps with that, like going through different experiences. Um, sometimes I wonder if I didn't get bullied or if like I wasn't so insecure, if I would be as strong as I am now. So I think mm -hmm. everybody's journey kind of paints a picture and everyone's trauma. I mean, everyone has trauma. Like it's mm -hmm. real. I don't care how you, somebody could call you fat once and it could be traumatic to you, you know, or yeah. you can get in a crazy car accident. Like there's so many different levels, like the spectrum of trauma is just 
it's mm-hmm. so wide and how people deal with things like there's just such a spectrum mm-hmm. and i think you just have to figure out like what what is good for you so what's good for erica what would like now when i make decisions i'm like wow like teenage erica would be so proud of me you know yeah, that's amazing so like i talk about that too in my book you know talking about like thinking about your your younger self you know and mm-hmm. i just like think back to like my days in college when i was the most depressed i've ever been and it makes me really sad that like i did that to myself and i did that to my body like i would just go out and like rage and party and get as extremely messed up as much as possible and i would come back to my single dorm room and i would stuff my face and i would like cry myself to sleep yeah that was like a typical weekend that's terrible it was awful it was awful <laughs> i was like like a pothead i just like didn't care i was the biggest i ever was i was mm-hmm. like 186 at one point like it was awful and like there were very mean people in college that took advantage of me um and you know the bullying continued you know prank calls and instant messaging i mean i can't even imagine like with social yeah. media and kids these so days let's, now let's talk about um i guess your first experience or your experience with bullying mm-hmm. um like what what happened with that um gosh i feel like i remember in third grade i went to a private school from kindergarten to third grade before i went to public school and when I was leaving the third grade to go to public school the next year, we I had like an autograph book. And mm-hmm. I had it was like a little yearbook. I had like everyone sign it in my class, like wishing yeah. me well wishes. And I remember like years later I found it like in the trendle and it was said like, Bush, we'll miss you. Sorry, Bush, you had to leave. Like they called me Bush because of my hair. <laughs> and like I was sorry, I don't mean to laugh. No, I mean it's funny now, I don't care. I mean, look at this thing. <laughs> but like, no, in, in all reality though. But like, I mean, it wasn't even until years later that I was like, wow, that's really mean, you know? Um, so I think it started then. I also remember like um, always be feeling like I was like the biggest one in my class. Mm-hmm. And like, so I started comparing myself to other people at a very young age. I developed at like age 12. Like mm-hmm. I had really big boobs and I was getting acne and I got my period at like 12 and everybody else looked like little girls. So it kind of started from there too. Um, and then I remember like I was babysitting, you know, like seventh, eighth, ninth grade. And I remember like little kids don't lie. Like mm-hmm. they tell you the truth. And I remember they'd be like, oh, what are those things on your face? Or like, wow, your boobies are much bigger than my mommy's or like, they would just like say things and like i was always like nervous about like what the little kids would say because right they but, just don't have a filter but as they're as you're getting bullied though are you believing them or are you like fighting back or are you mm-hmm. saying no that's not true mm-hmm. or you're actually saying no i am fat i i do have zits yeah. or something I, so, well i did so it's like you're buying into their narrative mm-hmm. of who you are because i was already insecure about it to begin with Mm -hmm. um so they knew where to hit me where it hurt kind of thing um Mm -hmm. like the prank calls like i'd get prank calls and they'd be like jewish fat like all this stuff and like i mean there weren't a lot of jews in my town growing up um so they just like hit me where it hurt you -hmm. know and because it was the truth it was my truth you know and yeah i was like 150 pounds at x age you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so 
for, yeah, it was the truth. My doctor told me I was off the charts. Like it was just all around me, you know, constantly. Like my dad's friend would like pick me up and be like, oh, you're heavy. Like as a little kid, Right. like those mm -hmm. things are damaging. Like I, our friend, our family friend would be like, oh, Erica, my bodyguard. Like I was like eight years old. Like that stuff sticks with you. And like, they don't do it to be mean. Like I right, remember I like, yeah. bought mitzvah, like when they do the horror and they have to lift you up, I had like five men holding me up. Like it's funny now, but like, mm -hmm. I mean, that stuff, like you start, it, it piles up. And then when you're getting like, you're getting asked out as a joke on instant messaging from your crush, you're getting teased because of your face, you're getting prank calls, you're getting different screen names, IMing you, bullying you, leaving pride. Like, I remember like, even past college, like I would get a number from a private call and my heart would drop because I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what? Are, who's going to be calling me now? Like, what are they mm -hmm. like? Oh gosh. And then like this one girl I went to high school with that ended up going to the college that I went to, like her and all her friends just like stared me down and like made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so when do you think, I mean, I've obviously built up that trauma Yes. Um, in yourself and so you had to start building that self-confidence to leave over that did that mm -hmm. did you look back at what they said and does, did it motivate you or mm -hmm. was it like i'm gonna prove them wrong mm -hmm. or what no. were you thinking like, i was very depressed mm -hmm. um and all of that was giving me a lot of anxiety so that's why i became even more depressed um my mm -hmm. sophomore year of college um I think it just kind of took like bringing the right people in my life, like having like a network, having my sister. Um, when I transferred colleges, I went to the same school as Heidi, my, my sister, and that helped tremendously because I felt like I had a support system and I had like my sister watching over me. Um, so I think it's just like little things like that, making sure you have the right people that love you and care about you, the real you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just, you learn it through experiences. Like even when I went to University of Hartford, like there were still nights that I would go out and rage and like make poor decisions. Um, but I think it just comes with experience and learning and, you know, reflecting mm -hmm. and, you know, therapy helped a lot. And it really wasn't until I moved to Austin or when I became single that things kind of turned around for me. So I was depressed for a very long time. Yeah. So do you think the bully led to depression or do you have a natural disposition of depression? I was always a happy child. Mm -hmm. So no, I think it was definitely the out, outside. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's because, so Matthew Hussey is like a relationship coach and he's amazing, but he would talk about core competence. And I talk about this in my book too. Like, so basically he, there's this video of a woman and it just pretty much says like, you know, she's confident because she has a great job and she has a boyfriend and she has money and she's skinny, but, or whatever it is, she's family. If all those things go away, you don't have a boyfriend anymore. You lost your dream job. Like, who are you? So mm -hmm. that really resonated with me. And especially when I had my breakup, I'm like, wow, I really don't have core confidence. Mm -hmm. um, so I really, really harnessed on like trying to love myself. Um, and it was hard. It was really, really hard. Yeah. So what do you th say to other people that have been bullied or? I say you're beautiful. <laughs> Every so I work as an esthetician on Saturdays and every single woman that lies on that bed criticizes themselves. And I always tell them, no, you're beautiful. Read my book. <laughs> um, 
but no, I just feel like people don't real, everybody is beautiful. Every single person is beautiful. Everyone has something to offer the world and people just like, don't see that. And it's really, really sad. Yeah. It's terrible. You know, you got to dig deep and just like screw the world. Like walk, toot your horn, like mm -hmm. let your freak flag fly. You're, everybody's amazing. Everybody is here for one purpose. We're all on the same journey. Like, yeah. I think it's the external stuff and like social media, like it's mm -hmm. people just constantly compare themselves to the media and to other people and where they think they should be in their lives. But in reality, like everyone has their own timeline. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. everyone has like those doubts or those thoughts, but it's yeah. just like, some people replay that thought like over and over again and like actually dwell live on in it. it and dwell yeah. on it instead of just like letting it go and then mm -hmm. like moving on with their life. Yeah. And so like, I guess bullying kind of reinforces some of those bad thoughts that you yeah. might have about yourself mm -hmm. or something. Validates why like, I never had a boyfriend until I was 21. You know, right? It's because you keep telling yourself, "Oh, I'm not good enough," and then now mm -hmm. this all other like, guy. All through call, all through high school, I was like, "I want a boyfriend. I just want a boyfriend. I just want a boyfriend." Like my best friend Colleen from home, like when my book came out, she was like, "Oh my gosh, I remember like." We were driving around at night and they were like, my boyfriend was at Wendy's and all his friends were there and you were crying for me to turn around because you didn't have your makeup with you. And I didn't understand why you were crying so much, but now reading your story, I understand. Because mm -hmm. like my face was, so, I was on Accutane, like it's a serious drug. Like I would have like a cystic pimple with like five whiteheads. It was gross. Like yeah. I would touch my face and it would start bleeding. It yeah. was awful, especially as like a 15, 16 year old, that sucks. Um, so like all these things, like, yeah, of course I'm going to be super insecure about it. Yeah. I think it's just a totally different world or something than it's like I grew up in. So it's like, mm -hmm. um, a lot of it's foreign to me. So when you tell me like these things that have happened to you, it's hard for me to yeah. like wrap my head around like how you feel especially or, since you know me now <laughs> yeah or like but also i think it's like made you into like who you are now yeah, definitely. That, like you went through that and then you know who you were and so it's like you bettered yourself and mm -hmm. now you're trying to share what you know with other people yes. and trying to help other people as well i just like I can't wait to have like a daughter just so I can like just tell her how beautiful she is. Like I want to tell her that every single day and like I just want to like build that foundation for her and like I never want my daughter to have the feelings that I had. And like mm -hmm. anybody, I don't want anybody to have those feelings, you know? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I just always like I always feel like I just want to uplift people and compliment people because people don't hear that stuff and it just makes the biggest difference in the world. Like. I remember like a lot of the, another thing that kind of helped me was like random acts of kindness. So I went through like a three month period where like I would do a different activity like every week. Mm -hmm. So after work one day, like I was so eager to get out of work and I had like a pile of post-its with like, like you're a rock star, you're beautiful, like keep getting it, like you're closer than you think, like you're beautiful, all this stuff. And I went to the mall and I literally would like hand them out to random people and there were like cops there and I wrote them like a little index card being like thank you so much for your service you don't always get appreciation but I just want to let you know mm -hmm. and like I gave it to like the cashier at Victoria's Secret and she's like what is this oh thank you like it just like light lit up her day and like 
I would go to like Target and I would like leave the post-its in the elevator like or the bathroom mirror. So like if someone came out of the bathroom, it's like, you're beautiful. Like imagine seeing that, like that would make you so happy. Um, like in the books at Target, like people would buy the books and they would read it and they'd go, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I would do stuff like that. Like I would like bake cookies and like drop them off like to the fire station or like make little gift baskets because I felt like doing good for others made me feel good. And like I just wanted people to know like how great they are, you know, even complete strangers. And yeah. I feel like in this world, especially 2020 at the time, it was like 2017. But like I just feel like as the world progresses, like people are just getting harder and harder on themselves and people don't stop and like smell the roses, mm -hmm. you know, and um, we get so lost in the rat race and the shuffle of life that like we just lose sight of like the things that like the simple things that like God brought us here for, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I heard, I read it somewhere. I don't know if it's true, but it's like you need three positives to cancel out one negative. Probably. So if you, <laughs> something negative happens to you, then you have to kind of reinforce the positive with three times as much. And mm -hmm. so a lot of the times it's like, okay, well, that's almost three times the effort mm -hmm. and something negative can just happen. And so it's a lot easier, I think, to fall down mm -hmm. kind of that negative path or... Yeah. You know, things are what they are. It Oprah, is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. That's my quote, everyone. <laughs> um, Oprah says this quote. Um, it's like, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the idea of gratitude just seems so weird to me before, like years ago. And I never even, like, thought about it. And, like, when I started getting into meditation, I was like, why do I have to be grateful? <laughs> it was, like, weird for me. Um but honestly, like being grateful has gone a hell of a lot way, long way for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when you stop, again, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. And like you simplify it. Like I am so thankful I have arms. Like mm -hmm. think about the people at the 9-11 bombings. Like all their limbs are gone. You know, I'm so grateful that I have a roof over my head. Like think about down the street where all the homeless people are. Like it's those super simple things that keep you grounded and help you realize that like, who cares what this Instagram model is wearing? Who cares if I have stretch marks on my stomach, which I do, and I don't care. I wore a bikini last week and I don't care because mm -hmm. I love myself and I have a boyfriend who loves me. And regardless if I had a boyfriend or not, like I have way other bigger things to stress about. I don't need to stress about if Sally Sue is staring at my stomach. Like that seems so silly, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just like, sometimes it just clicks for people you know for me it kind of just clicked right and i think just being yourself and putting yourself out there also all it you attract the people that you want to be around mm -hmm. because if the people are judging you or they are saying negative things then you don't want to be around those people anyway yeah. and so it kind of just you know self filters the yes. people and so it's like you're so positive that the negative people don't want to be around you, then it's like, <laughs> yeah. good, I don't want to be around them exactly. anyway. It's exactly. Like, and so it's just like what you're saying, you got to learn mm -hmm. how to be yourself in but I think it's every situation. Um, jealousy is a really hard thing too. Um, so where I was super insecure, I found myself to be jealous a lot. Um, like I would get upset that Colleen would use my ab machine because I'm like, I don't want her to get skinnier than me. <laughs> uh, it sounds so silly, but like, nowadays 
like before when I was like in high school, I'd be like, oh my God, I introduced them and they're hanging out. Like that was because of me and I'm not even there. Like it would make me so mad. And now like when people come together, it like fills my heart with so much joy. Mm -hmm. People that I introduced. And it's just like, it's life is so much better. Like when you're just happy for other people. Yeah. And I realized I was never happy for people because I was jealous. I was so jealous. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's how, you know, we talked about this with somebody else who has been in my life. But, like, that's really what it comes down to. And it's sad. It's, like, it, my heart bleeds for those people. My heart bleeds for my old self. Like, how could I, like, not be happy for a friend that just got in a relationship with this guy that she's really happy with? Like, it's because mm -hmm. I was jealous, you know? Yeah. How could I not be happy for my sister that was running marathons left and right? Because I was jealous, you know? Right. And where so, did that jealousy come from? Where does... It was the fact that I wanted that and other people seemed like they were getting it so easy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it really came down to me. And where, how did you get over that jealousy? Self-love. Self-love is like is something the that, key to freedom. Or was it something that you became aware of? Like, ooh, I don't like this feeling of jealousy that I'm doing or did it just kind of happen like along with your i think it kind of happened organically i think mm -hmm. it was like gradual like i was like oh that's weird we introduced them and they're still hanging out like i still had those thoughts but like it kind of didn't start stop bothering me after a while because like mm -hmm. i was working on myself that like i started caring less about what other people were doing mm -hmm. you know yeah i think when when i started developing on myself it's like it feels so good to be happy and feel good mm -hmm. that it's it's a feeling that you just want to share with yes. other people. And so oh my gosh, 100%. It's like when you see other people happy, then you're like happy, more happy for them. <laughs> yeah. So it, it I just... know. <laughs> it's so true. Mm -hmm. It's I can't stand like just people not being happy for others. It's just really sad and it's selfish and people can't help it so it just makes my heart sad for them but mm -hmm. um i don't be happy for your friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so you talk about um also making connections mm -hmm. um so what are some of the key things that somebody can do if they're looking for to make friends maybe business connections mm -hmm. um how do people put themselves out there and just like, do it, rip the bandaid off and do mm -hmm. it. T take that. I don't want to go and put your damn shoes on and go. <laughs> That's what's going to help. Mm -hmm. um, if you need a buddy, if you need a sidekick, bring one. Um, the only way you're going to be able to put yourself out there is by doing it mm -hmm. and swallowing it and just sucking it up. Even if you don't want to go, you're always going to learn something from that experience or you're going to meet somebody or something's going to happen that's you got to find the positive things out of that experience if you mm -hmm. went to a party and it was just as bad as you anticipated and it sucked so bad and you couldn't wait to come home think about one good thing that happened oh i met somebody who works in my field and we became linkedin contacts or oh i got to wear my new shoes today you know mm -hmm. so try not to dwell on that negative and just keep going um there's so many things out there especially with like facebook events and stuff like networking events um mm -hmm. work um going to the work happy hour even if you don't want to going to your friend's party um there's just bumble bff like uh, new to austin or new to whatever city you're in they have those groups everywhere join a 
kickboxing class, you know, mm -hmm. do anything, just do stuff, get out there, go for a hike, do start doing things on your own. Um, I feel like when you start doing things on your own, that's a really big confidence builder too. Um, mm -hmm. I took a couple of solo vacations and I was scared, super scared. And it just like helps build character. Yeah. And um, you learn to like be uncomfortable and you learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like in order for, for people to kind of get over that hump, you have to just do it. Yeah. And you give a lot of examples about um, apps and events or mm -hmm. whatever that people can do. Um, but why would somebody, I guess if they're depressed and they're not, feeling themselves and not confident and how hard is it for those people to mm -hmm. like get out there very hard it's super mm -hmm. super hard um that's why you have to find the right connections because you need people that are going to look out for you mm -hmm. um you also need support you need people to vent to um you need a therapist like whatever you need to do to work on yourself it all comes down to you at the end of the day. It all comes down to yourself and like mm -hmm. working yourself up to get to where you want to be. If you are in, down in the dumps, like I was sophomore year, you're not going to want to do anything. You're not going to want to show your face anywhere. Yeah. Like it takes energy to get out of bed. Did you have to tell your friends that, hey, push me? Or did you have friends like encouraging you or motivating you? Sisters. Um, so they were telling you like mm -hmm. you had kind of support from them to say erica you need to get up you need to go meet somebody you need to i think it was more like i could see them being like like having a much felt like it, they were having a much better life and mm -hmm. i just felt like i was always just like down in the dumps and i just didn't want to be that way anymore so i feel like they kind of led by example Mm -hmm. um and like having the right people in your life like you pick up on that like you said so mm -hmm. i think it's just like you see it being modeled and you just want to be that right um it's really hard to get out of your own way i think you just it all comes down you just have to like build that foundation of like you and like being true to yourself yeah. And you have to find muster up that courage to be able to just do one thing even if it's mm -hmm. just going to the supermarket you know, right. Um, you kind of have to just put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And, the, you know, you think of the worst case scenario when you're super down and you hate yourself and you don't want to go. I would challenge somebody to think about the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then they would say the worst case scenario. And I say, OK, so anything short of that is a success, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of setting yourself up for like a good outcome either way. Mm -hmm. so it's all mental. Like it really is. We get in our own heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And so what about making positive connections for your future? So you're letting go of the past. So mm -hmm. you've been bullied. Um, you've gotten over that. You're, you're now positive. Mm -hmm. You're in a good space. You have the right relationships mm -hmm. um, around you. Um, so how do you improve upon that? Like, how does, how do you get it even better? Grateful, being grateful, really just realizing what you have and thanking, you know, the universe for it, um, meditating and just harnessing on how good it feels, mm -hmm. um, and how good you feel. And I swear it's like magic. It just gets better. 
Like, I just feel like everything is just, like, going, I mean, not kind of one, but, like, mm-hmm. everything's mm-hmm. great. Again, Oprah, like, the, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. Um, I really think it's just about, like, continuing to do the things that help you. Mm-hmm. To this day, I still do affirmations. I still listen to self-help podcasts. Like, I do all these good things. So I think it's it becomes, like, a habit. And then also, like, realizing, like, how lucky and grateful you are for these things. Mm-hmm. It just, the universe just keeps giving, you know. Yeah. And I think when you do come across somebody that's not on that same wavelength, you have to figure out, okay, are you going to keep this person in your life or are you just going to move forward mm-hmm. um, from the get-go? So don't dig yourself in that hole if you feel like the vibe's not right. Yeah, so you gave a couple tools like affirmations. Mm-hmm. Did you write your own affirmations? Where does people find mm-hmm. affirmations that meet their needs? But uh, you can write them. You can listen to like YouTube videos if you just type in like affirmations. It will say like it'll just go on and on for like thirty minutes about affirmations, yeah. or you could, they'll have you like repeat it. Um, you can Google affirmations, but mm-hmm. I would just like tell yourself things that you're struggling with. So like if you think that you're hideous, mm-hmm. say the opposite, I'm beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. If you feel like, um, you know, you're weak, I'm strong. If you feel like you're you're a bad student, you say, I'm a great student. Like whatever it is, like say the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and say it like in, pre- in the present, like, like the, act like you already have it. Yeah, and really feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. feel yeah. about, like, if you close your eyes, close your eyes. If I just say one word, happiness, what what comes to, what do you feel? I Instantly. felt like energy, I felt light, I felt um, just positive. Okay, now open your eyes, close them again. Mm-hmm. Crying, mm. what do you feel right now? I felt heavy, I felt... Um, kind of dark mm-hmm. um, you visualize it it's like when you think of crying your mind goes to visualizing somebody who's crying or yourself crying right mm-hmm, yeah. when you think about happiness your mind goes to that so you really want to like think put those visions in your head and feel it like exactly what you just did mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy you can just it really is say a word and mm-hmm. it's like your body transforms immediately. that's how your gut works too so if you're mm-hmm. questioning, for instance, a relationship, if you close your eyes and somebody says their name, what's the first thing that comes mm-hmm. to your mind? I did that with my friend the other day, and she said, complicated. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> your gut is telling you that your relationship is complicated. Um, and she's like, damn, you're right. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think it also... Uh shows how much people around you influence you in Mm -hmm. their state because the words they're using you know are hitting you Mm -hmm. and so are making you feel that way too yeah and so just kind of what you're saying earlier it's um, really an amazing thing mm -hmm. like it seems so simple like just like yourself (laughs) but it's not it's Mm -hmm. so much deeper than that but you also talked about meditation. Mm-hmm. What does that do for you? I think it just reinforces the good. Um, in the beginning, I had a really hard time with it. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is all BS. <laughs> um, and I just kept doing it. And I kept forcing myself to do it. And I just felt like it was like the wheels in my brain were 
working behind the scenes kind of thing. And like, I felt like nothing was happening, but like months later, I'm like, wow, I feel good, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's kind of like, it's like your limiting beliefs kind of thing. It like kind of feels like it kind of goes into your self con subconscious. I don't know how to explain it, but that's like my experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the way I see it as when I'm doing it is you're there. So you're, you're like the awareness mm -hmm. and your mind's still running. So you mm -hmm. you can, you can see all these thoughts and like all these thoughts are running through your head, but you mm -hmm. don't have to chase them. It's like, you can be thinking about like what you're going to eat, mm -hmm. but then it's just gone. And then another thought comes and then you see that and mm -hmm. it's gone. And so it's like, you're sitting there and you're thinking of all these things, mm -hmm. but then it's not like they're just thoughts. Yeah. They're not anything else, but just like mm -hmm. random thoughts. That that's a really good coming, point coming into your head. And that's and, anxiety. Um, I think another thing you brought up a good point is like, it reminded me of just like living in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, like I mentioned, like stop and smell the roses in my book. Um, and I mean that in a literal and a non-literal way. Like, I mean, sometimes there's just, this world has so much beauty and we get so caught up in the negative stuff and the news and what's going on in the virus and this and that, and, oh, he cheated on me or whatever it is. Like we get so like, it's like rocks, you know, like coming, pouring on us when there's like so much beauty in the world. Like we have sunshine, like this whole world is revolving and we're all living in it. Like, it's just, there's so much stuff that's like so much bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like doing all this like Reiki and meditation, like it just kind of like opens up your like third eye a little bit. And you're just kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like we're being really disrespectful and selfish for not smelling the roses, <laughs> you know? And, and it's just sounds so silly, but like, really being in the moment like i would always constantly worry and like i would always constantly like what if what if what if and then it, my the anticipation would always be way worse than the outcome and like now i'm like i'm sitting and i'm actually enjoying my experience with people i'm not sitting on my phone i'm not you know thinking about what i'm gonna make for dinner like i'm mm -hmm. genuinely like enjoying my time with people you know right so it's and just like having a conversation with somebody being present like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like you're not always trying to think of what you're going to say next or something it's mm -hmm. like you're actually listening to the person yeah you do a great and... job at that <laughs> thank you you're welcome uh-huh and so i think that's another i mean i have to practice it it's mm -hmm. not just natural it's like right. I think being in the moment mm -hmm. is like something you have to remind yourself to do is like, yeah. you use your senses is like, what am I hearing? What am I seeing? Mm, what am I smelling? Best. What am I feeling? Yes. It's like, like open your eyes and what do you see? So it's like checking in with yourself and checking in with 100%. like your senses. And it's like mm. not getting caught up in like the past or that's awesome. Like in the future, mm -hmm. it's like just being in the moment yeah. and enjoying mm -hmm what's going on yeah. right now and filming this mm -hmm. podcast I and know. It's like... so um spoiler alert i'm actually writing a second book right crazy <laughs> but in my second book i am going to talk about um i don't want to give out too much information but basically thinking of your life in the lens of either a baby and or a dog so <laughs> I, it sounds, I haven't even heard of this yet. It sounds ridiculous. But like when you think of like a baby and or a dog, 
like think about like they're just like open to everything and they're curious and they're happy and they're like taking it all in and they're loyal and like there's no negativity there like they don't know anything else yeah. and then life happens <laughs> and then they become like you know whatever they become um but it's just when if you just stop and look at a dog like it's pretty amazing yeah. like all five of their senses are going off at every given time like i look at my dog and she's just like even if she even if i yell at her like she just comes right back up to me and she's just like hey like if only people were like that like mm -hmm. it's just pretty it's unreal it's really really cool observation yeah so i just want to thank you and acknowledge you for mm -hmm. you know everything that you do for me personally and <laughs> now for like a bunch of people just like um trying to help people get over their fear of social anxiety or making connections and being vulnerable from sharing your past um your bullying um and your insecurities to now like using them to help develop you since you've got over those that now you can help other people mm -hmm. and so i think it's really great what you're doing <laughs> and i've enjoyed watching you you know and seeing you kind of transform and i think it's beautiful and i just want to just uh <laughs> i love <thank> you, you. <laughs> he's so great <laughs> um but if people want to buy the book or find mm -hmm. out more about you where, where can they go? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, it's at Erica, but it's four I's and three A's. So Erica, <laughs> um, at Erica one. Um, and on Amazon, if you just type in Bye Bye Social Fears, my book should pop up. Um, and it's also on all other websites as well, anywhere you can get ebooks. But the paperback is on Amazon. So I would really appreciate your support and I welcome positive reviews. And I really, really hope that I can get this wor word out and, and help people across the globe. All right. Thanks, Erica. Thanks. <laughs>